What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL show. It's a good one. We're covering every single game this week, giving out our picks. We had a great week last week in the NFL, so hopefully recapping that and kind of getting back on track there. Um, as always, we appreciate the support that you guys are giving us. We couldn't do it without you. We hope you like this episode and the many more we're bringing you. And let's go. Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is November 20th. We are back for the NFL episode. A little delayed. Had some scheduling things. Had a nice Xavier Ohio State basketball game, which if you listen to the college show, you got my feedback there. But we are here to talk about NFL Week 11. Getting into it. Oh. I mean, college football is almost over. NFL's chugging along. We've only got a couple more weeks here. And there are some teams I can honestly say that I still don't have a great read on because there has oh, been some yeah. wildly inc- – I don't know if it f- is more so than most years, but it sort of feels like there's more inconsistency this year. I don't, I don't know what it is about that. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. And they have week 11, man. It kind of makes me sad. I'm, I'm starting to get a little sad. I'm not going to lie. Because um, obviously, you know, I don't get generally get extended football to my season. Um, <laughs> generally, as a WFT fan, it's very rare. Um, so I'm getting over kind, – kind of getting sad. You know, where football always um, – it always just shows how life is on a – Bullet train, dude. <laughs> like, dude, insane. Week 11. It's it's awful. But, um, yeah, like you said, some of these teams, especially in the AFC, I don't know what to make of these teams. Um, and this this season just – it has seemed a little crazy, and we, we've had a lot of upsets, especially recently. And I just don't remember this many upsets, really. And especially, like, all within, like, the same three weeks. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, like, the NFL's always been a league where, like, anybody can win on any given Sunday. But there are, like, dramatic swings between what a team looks like one week to what they look like the other week. Just take the 49ers, for example. Looked like a oh, completely yeah. incompetent team. And I know Kyle Shanahan's kind of got McVay's number and what they do defensively there. But mm-hmm. then they looked completely different. And, yeah, Kittle gets added, so that helped. But it just it's just the li- one of a thousand examples of teams just week to week just – different product <laughs> yep and that's why it makes betting so difficult sometimes that it does but we had a good week on trophy kids very good from a podcast standpoint the card i tweeted out didn't didn't do so bad a nice positive week which was nice to get back in the green um you are tr- also correct on the bullet train of just life because i feel oh. like the year goes by so slowly when it's not football season and like i re- like i was talking to my roommate the other day and he was like oh shit it's thanksgiving next week and i was like yeah dude it just flies by <laughs> and then the dead period like end of once march madness ends because that's you know you still get some excitement there then it's just like the weeks just go on and on until we get football again and then just boom, right off so uh, but we got some games to talk about some interesting ones some not so interesting ones we start off with a very big spread the detroit lions versus the cleveland browns minus 12 and a half browns are favored over unders 43 Three and a half. This is another team. I mean, yes, we knew Nick Chubb was going to be a, a, a bit of a hit for them when they went to play the Pats, but did I see just an absolute bloodbath slaughter fest going on in New England? Absolutely not. And this is a team that just looked completely lost in space, especially on the defensive side. Um, what do we make of this game? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I agree. I think we I think we agreed that, you know, last week was potentially like one of the best games of the weekend, and it, it was not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, however, with this game, you know, not having Jared Goff, I know that doesn't sound like much, but Jared Goff at this point is a very experienced quarterback. He's, he's got a lot of games. Um, I know last I saw he was doubtful, so that, that's going to be a bit of an issue. Um, 
Cleveland, I think, has the ability to run all over this team. Detroit can't really stop the run. Um, Cleveland's pass defense kind of sucks, but their pass rush is amazing at the same time. But I don't even think their pass defense is going to matter because they have Tim Boyle starting, <laughs> who, I mean... I, mean, I honestly forgot who's stats. in the league. <laughs> yeah, if you look at his college stats, not good. No. Um, yeah, so this could be real ugly. So I, when I first saw this, I was like, when, and it's moved a lot. The last, I thought I saw it last. Yesterday it was like 10 and a half, I thought. Um, but I, I think I'm going to – I don't like a spread this big, but I think I'm going to go with Cleveland just because I, I think they're going to be able to run all over them. And, I mean, Tim Boyle is that quarterback. I, that, that's, that's concerning. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to, yeah, to say the least. Um, I, like I said, I honestly forgot he was even in the league, um, which goes to show you where we're at there. Um, yeah. And yeah, Jared Goff's been an absolute disaster. If you're a Detroit Lion, you are counting down the days to you can get rid of him and sign a new quarterback or draft a new quarterback. Um, unfortunately, this year's crop is tough, probably to say the best, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's still a downgrade. Um, the other problem <laughs> is I, I don't know how you keep showing up week to week. I know they're bought in. I know Dan Campbell, they're playing for him. But like, you haven't gotten a win yet. You had last week's just like they should have paid us to watch that Steelers Lions game. That was the game on television cool. in the Cincinnati area, and I was like, thank God I have Sunday ticket. Otherwise. I don't know what I'd be doing with myself if this was the game in my option. Um, I mean, I'd flip over to CBS because that was also going. But, yeah, it was bad. Um, Should have paid us to watch that game. But then you get a tie. That's pretty demoralizing, too. I know it's like a small victory, but at the same time, it's like, man, we can't even, like, we can't even get a win. No. (laughs) I think, I'm with you. I think, so what are they, 0-7-1 or whatever? Yeah. So they were 0-7. So yeah, they got a tie before a win. That sucks. I, I think that that's that's worse. Against a Mason rather... Rudolph Steelers team. <laughs> yeah, like if you're eight, if you're eight and two, and you and you go, and then you tie, you know, eight two and one. Like, okay, that's better than losing. But when you're zero and seven, you don't want to tie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 demoralizing. Um, yeah, that's just that's so sad. So sad. And then I've got to imagine the Browns are going to be coming in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. This is a much, this is a must-win game. There's a couple teams out there that I'm putting in the must-win category because you've had a bit of a slide if you're the Cleveland Browns and you're underperforming expectation. You're in an absolute fight for your life. Um, you can't be just dropping games here. Right now, you are, I mean, you, you do have the win in between with Cincinnati. But, I mean, every other week you're hitting a loss. Their last five games, you lose to the Cardinals, you beat Denver by three, you lose to Pittsburgh by five, you blow out Cincinnati, and then you get blown out by the Patriots. I, I, I got to think that they're going to come in with a bit of a chip on their shoulder and try to pour it on, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would think they're going to do it, and I I believe the game is at Cleveland, too, so that should help them it a is. lot. Um, yeah, so that, that should be pretty big for them, especially just – help the way that they play and the way that they, you know, play successfully. So I, I, I come with you. I think they come out really trying to make a statement. Um, this is kind of a, this is kind of a game they need, in my opinion, uh, Detroit. They need a Detroit on their schedule to get a win, get back on track. So yeah, I, I take them here with the points. Um, it's a big spread, but I can't see Detroit scoring more than like 10 points. Yeah. I, I don't know how they will honestly be able to, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 49ers Jacksonville line six and a half right now over under 45 and a half. We alluded to it in the early part of the show. 49ers. I was out on Kyle Shanahan 
and then immediately he goes out and just slays the Rams, which we'll talk about here later. But yeah. then you got Jacksonville in a tight game, which we both said you can't really trust the Colts at this standpoint. That's probably going to be closer. We, we we got that one right. didn't make it on my car, but we got it right at least. Um, I, this one's another one where it's just like Jacksonville just trips all over themselves. Um, but yeah. then you got the 49ers week to week. I don't know what they are. Now, they are more sustainable with Kittle, but can you trust them at this point in time? And Kyle Shannon. <laughs> I, I don't know if I trust them at six and a half, to be honest with you. Six, you may pique my interest a little bit, but six and a half, I, I don't know. And just Jacksonville, they, they've been sticking around with teams. Their defense, as we talked, it's kind of sneaky good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, they've played the past two weeks, they've played pretty high powered offenses, I'd say. And I mean, they've kept them, you know, 23 points or less. I mean, Buffalo was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I, I like Jacksonville here to, you know, keep it within six. I don't know if I like them to win this game, but I think it's going to be kind of a close one. I, I don't disagree. This is something we've alluded to. As you said, Jacksonville, it, it's easy to just laugh them off and just be like, this is a bum franchise and just does bum things every Sunday. Yeah. But that defense, they're tough. I mean, they're fifth best right now when it comes to yar- yards allowed per rush. They're only allowing 3.9 yards Again, or per rush attempt, which is fifth best right now in the NFL. Their net yards um, per game, you can get them through the air a little bit, but they can get pressure. They've shown an ability to kind of stick it out. The offense is just, I mean, they recognize that they have a good run game, but then they go right back to Trevor Lawrence and don't help him out at all. I mean, just fed this man to the wolves, Um, which is... I think you and I both are sort of on the... Trevor will probably be good, but like the expectation was set way too high. They are definitely not yeah. helping him in any shape or form. We'll see what they do later in, later in his career as it progresses. But yeah, I'm with you. It six and a half. I don't with the hook on there. It just until the 49ers can show me more week to week consistency. I, I exactly. feel like we're getting a, the numbers going to get a little out of hand because the public is just going to think 49ers just smashed the Rams, who everybody says good. Jacksonville's not very good, and this is a spot where I think there's some value in the number. Yep. I agree. All right. We're going to keep on the bandwagon of can you trust these teams? And these two teams, week 11, I, honest to God, do not know what these teams are. The Colts versus the Bills. The line's at seven. The Bills have had the easiest schedule, and they are not performing to expectation. And then you have the Colts, who I don't know if Frank Wright truly trusts trust Carson Wentz at this point. They do dumb things week in and week out, but they also are slightly good. Their back end's trash on the defensive side. They can get got there. But, like... It, it, both these teams, week to week, the, it doesn't feel like there's any sense of consistency. Can you trust either one of these teams? Uh, it's it's real hard. Um, you think the Colts are kind of coming together. I think it's kind of this is a big game for them, and I think it's kind of a good temperature check for the Bills, um, just to kind of <laughs> see where each team is at. Um, I, Wentz can, you know, he has he's always had his moments, and he can always have really good games. Um, but for whatever reason, he, he can't get the, the Jameis thing out of him where he, <laughs> he has to get rid of the football. He has to. And it's not, you know, out of bounds. It's within the field of play. Uh, or with his left hand. With his, yeah, I was going to say. with his left hand. Sometimes he'll throw like a shuffle pass with his left hand. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, and this year it hasn't bitten him in the ass too much, but it's going to. Um, yeah. And the Bills have a defense to where I think that can happen. Um, they have, you know, the Bills defense is awesome. Their pass defense is ridiculous. Yep. Um, and their run defense is good as well. So I think just 
I think the Bills have the ability in this game maybe to get up early to where they can kind of, you know, not necessarily take Jonathan Taylor out of the game, but, you know, take him, you know, running the ball out of the game, you know, he'll still you know, catch passes and, and stuff like that. But right. I think just with the Colts secondary, not being too good, I think the Bills, while I don't necessarily trust them a lot, um, I, I just think they might be able to get out early. And I think they should cover the seven, but I don't say that with a lot of confidence here. Yeah. I, I, when, when we have these games where I'm sort of iffy on either side, I, I tend to go with the team. If the underdog is at seven or higher, I tend to yeah. start to lean them or I start throwing them in teaser bets, um, which this might be eligible for with the Colts. But I'm with you. I think the game strategy has to be you get out in front early because if you allow the Colts to just do what they want to do, which is we've got a good offensive line, we've got a good running back, we're going to pound the rock, we're going to have everything build off that and use play action and motions and kind of roll him out a little bit, you know, then yeah, we have some issues. I think the biggest, Matt, because the other problem too is if you don't do that and the Bills get up early, what options do they have in the pass game outside of Pittman right now to take on this Bill secondary, which has been to your point, fantastic. I mean, I don't know if they have the weapons to take on this secondary um, outside of one guy. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's, that's kind of what this game comes down to. Both offenses are very capable of putting up a lot of points, but the difference between their past defense is it, it's pretty big. Um, and I think that's just what's going to really play to the advantage of the Bills. I 100% agree. Um, because, yeah, it, it, now if they can't get out, ahead if they don't attack that yeah. Colts secondary then yeah there's going to be some big problems um but as of right now i just i just the number at seven i, I lean more colts but i don't like either either team right now probably throw the colts in a teaser maybe yeah. tease them up but yeah i'm with you at some point the bills this is the part we're getting dangerous with we did it with the chiefs too where it's like man at some point they got to turn it on and resort back to what they were but it is kind of shocking when you look at it and how easy their schedule has been and sort of how they kind of trip on themselves a lot here. Now, maybe that is yeah. trying some new things out week to week, trying to install some new things for later in the season, go through some things. We'll see, but I, I, I like your point. This is a game where I think that kind of tells us where both these franchises are at yeah. moving forward and gives us a good read. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about two franchises that are one on the uphill and the other one that's just stagnant terrible. Jets, yeah. Dolphins. The Dolphins have turned it around a bit here. They, if you have not been paying attention, now that's not. Don't get crazy here when I say like they turn around and be like, "What you're saying? The Dolphins are good." It's like, all right, let's calm down. But <laughs> they are better than where they were at the start of the season right now, and they are a threat. They play teams tough, and then you've got the Jets who are just comical on offense and can be good on defense. Where do you make this game? It's a three and a half point spread over unders forty four and a half. How are we feeling here? Well, I just want to confirm, is Joe Flacco starting this game? He is, or at least okay. that's last I saw. That's, that's last I saw as well. Um, I actually, we, you kind of, you know, said it all there. You know, the Dolphins are definitely, you know, they're, they're trending upwards. Um, this is one game that I actually feel kind of, mo- this might be the game I feel most confident on this weekend. I feel pretty good about taking the Dolphins here, minus three and a half. Joe Flacco is a statue back there. Dolphins showed, you know, they can get pressure, um, and that's that's going to be a nightmare for Joe Flacco. I mean, that's I – mean, I don't think Joe Flacco even enjoys football when there's pressure. I, <laughs> I, it's not fun. 
Uh, yeah, Joe so, Flacco didn't think, like it ten years ago. Never mind yeah. at the the ripe age of thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like rusty, hasn't played yeah. really in forever. Um, so I, I just think the Dolphins are going to they're going to get pressure. I think they're going to give him hell. I also think we should uh, just mention Jalen Waddle. He has had a very good rookie season, very good. Yes. Um, which I mean, I liked him coming out of college. I think pretty much everyone did. Um, but he's had a great season, and he's got he and Tua definitely have a connection. Uh, when Tua plays, he does seem to get the ball to him a lot. Um, and you can throw the ball all over the Jets to begin with. Yep. Um, so I, I feel pretty confident with them at, you know, minus three and a half, which is crazy because, you know, three weeks ago, is, <laughs> I wouldn't feel confident on any bet with any, either of these teams. No, not at all. But you're the Dolphins, and you go out and you beat the Ravens. You have a good showing against Houston. You have a decent showing against Buffalo. I know you lose the game, but you still show decently. And now you're like, okay, maybe we got something. Um yeah. I'm with you on uh, the Waddle thing. I think when we did our initial prep, uh, paraphrasing it, but I'm pretty sure we both were in agreement, and you sort of led the train a little bit. Like this could be could shape up to be one of the oh, most yeah. exciting pairings in all of football if it clicks. Now, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton more on the game to be honest. I think you did a very good job covering this. I, I also have the Dolphins. I feel very confident at three and a half, especially with the way that defense is finally. It's starting to play yeah. to the level that we thought it was going into this season. So I'm right. I'm pretty good there. What I'm in, more interested in is your take on the way they're handling this quarterback situation because we said it could be one of the most interesting pairings if it clicks, but I don't know if I've seen a situation held weirder ever in my life. You have Joe, Kobe, Jacoby Brissett starting last game because Tua isn't healthy enough to start, but he's healthy enough to be the backup and guy who could come into the game if something happens which did end up happening, and he came in and played. Like, it's just a weird, and the same thing last year, the way they handled it. It's like, this is either your guy or he's not, and you're handling it extremely weird, in my opinion. Very weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It was just like, if he, you know, he's healthy enough to be, you know, one play away from going into the game. Why isn't he starting? And, I mean, to his credit, when he went into the game, the game got a lot better. Um, yep. Brissett was just, just not playing well. Um, yeah, it, it's very strange. And it's like, I would get it maybe, you know, if you had another, you know, young quarterback there. But, I mean, you're, you know Jacoby Brissett's not the guy, so right. what are we doing here? And you're still saying, too, is the guy. So why aren't you right. rolling him out and getting him valuable reps and things on film for you to evaluate if he is still the guy? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. It's one of the weirder situations in football, in my opinion. Um, but a situation that hit right off the bat. It was something we both said yeah. that could make a lot of sense. Carolina Panthers and the Florida football team. Carolina Panthers bring in Cam Newton. Hits right away in the first week. We'll see if that continues. The line is at three right now. Washington football team is the favorite over under 43. Washington football team is essentially as good as a Super Bowl champion after just embarrassing the Buccaneers last weekend. We got the fucks that showed out on that turf. We got away without a Tom Brady injury. Via Vey, though, hurts himself a little bit there. Um, Unfortunately, you had an unfortunate injury on your team in, in Chase Young. The longest drive I've ever seen. It felt like I lost a year oh my of my God. life at the end of that game. How are you feeling this week? <laughs> I mean, it was an incredible showing. Uh, you said the longest drive. I mean, I haven't you know been keeping track of anything. That's got to be the best drive in all of football this season, right? I mean, you, you, you get the ball, you're up by four against Tom Brady with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you go 10 and a half minutes down the field and score a touchdown i think it's the best drive in the nfl all year i mean yeah. i'm going to point one out 
let me know. But that's incredible. I, I, um, I would agree, and I hate it because it happened against my Bucks, who are supposed to be a half decent defense. You know, I know we're banged up, but like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? It, it, was, <laughs> it was bizarre, and for whatever reason, Taylor Heineke turns into Steve Young against the Buccaneers. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I'm glad I did not put a grand on the Bucks like I threatened to do um, <laughs> last week on the podcast. Whew. Um, yeah, what's funny is though, I, we go into this Carolina game and I'm, I'm actually not that confident (laughs) really at all. Um, I don't know what to make of this team because this is not the Carolina team that they have been all year. It's not Sam Darnold and Chubba Hubbard. Um, it's Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey. Um, now I'm not too scared of Cam Newton right now, to be honest, everyone's kind of like all excited about him coming back, but you know, he threw four passes last week for eight yards and had 14 rushing yards. I know he scored and that's good. It was fun to watch, but I still think he probably does struggle to throw the ball downfield. And this is a Washington defense that actually is only has averaged, you know, 283 yards against them in their last three games, which is kind of surprising considering how they started. And, you know, two of those games are Brady and Rogers, but for some reason, I I think Taylor is going to struggle against this Carolina defense. Um, yeah, a lot. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> the Taylor has shown that he does struggle against the good defenses. You look at the Saints game, the Bills game. I know he played well against Tampa Bay, but I know your secondary is kind of shaky to begin with. Yeah, it's um, pretty banged up too. Yeah. Um, so I, that's my concern. I think Heineke's going to struggle this game. Um, so I'm going to take Carolina minus three, but. I wouldn't be surprised though if we cover the three, but I could just see us losing a heartbreaker in this one. But I'm probably no Carolina minus three. Yeah, if you're getting the hook, I, I don't hate it. If you're not, I might go Carolina just because you're you're probably looking at a push at worst there. But yeah, I mean the the Carolina Panthers defense, pass defense, number one in net yards gained or net yards gained against per pass attempt. They're only it's only five point one. This is a defense that you know one. Horn went down, that that would hurt. And you get Gilmore in there, that's helped replace that. It, it's playing better than... It had a little little dip in production, but it's kind of right back up right. there. The Cam Newton thing, I agree. Like, he's not a crazy... I, I don't think he's going to be a crazy threat as far as pushing the ball down the field. But he is a threat because you have some packages you can work with him. Wildcat style type of deals here, where he is a threat oh, yeah. enough in short gain, short yardage situations to run or still throw the ball. Um... You get Christian McCaffrey back. That's a bonus. I, I think you hit it right on the head, though. The big mismatch, or maybe not mismatch, but liability is Tyler Haneke versus this uh, Panthers defense. I apologize. I was looking at the Bills defense. Panthers are second in everything I just said. 5.3 yards, but second best. So, my bad there. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 you're going to have a better read on it. I, I, I agree. Tyler Haneke, all of a sudden... Becomes yeah, I mean, all Taylor has a 30 right now is Terry. Um, Curtis Samuel practiced today, which is That's shocking. Nice. <laughs> um, but so maybe he'll play, but Logan Thomas still isn't coming back, he's still out. I mean, there's just no one to get the ball to. I mean, it's just it's not, I don't know. And um, as far as I know, Ricky Seals Jones, our backup tight end, who actually has filled in nicely for Logan, uh, he got injured in the Bucks game. I don't believe he's playing either. So, I mean, there's just no one for Taylor to throw the ball to. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tough day for him, and that's why I would lean yeah. Panthers. Unless you're getting a hook, then I think there starts to be more value in, in the football team. So, all right, perfect. Ravens-Bears. What are we doing with the Ravens? I mean, 
or the Bears for that matter. I mean, I think yeah. we all know what the Bears sort of are, but Justin Fields came out against the Steelers, looked like he could be a franchise quarterback and the greatest thing since sliced bread. Bears get some bad news with Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy's out here making dumb statements like he does every week. But then I look at the Ravens and I'm like, I once again, I, week to week, I don't know. Like I thought they were going to have a great game against the Dolphins. Play calling yeah. was terrible. I, I, like, I, there's no consistency there. None at all. Um, is it six and a half? Uh, at FanDuel, it's six. I'm getting six. You might be getting okay. six and a half at another. No, time. I was just trying to think off my head. I couldn't remember. I didn't remember you said it. But okay, so six. Um, yeah, I'm with you though. The Ravens. I mean, and I think we had thought this, and I mean, I saw so many of you know the guys on TV thinking Lamar was literally going to have another one of those five touchdown games down in Miami, and yep. that did not happen. Nope. Um, and then you got the Bears, who I mean, they've lost four straight. We we agree they got pretty pretty hosed in their last one against Pittsburgh. Hundred um, percent. But you know they're reeling, and it's just what Justin Fields is going to show up. Like you said, that's hard for me to get. Um, just based on you know who each team is, you know their standings in the league, just how they are as franchise recently. I, I'm going to put my faith and my trust in the Baltimore Ravens. They're just the better team. They're the better franchise they have been, you know, for the last 25 years. Um, I, so I'm going to put my faith in them here, but I'm only doing that just because, you know, history. I can't read either one of these teams. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, you pointed out, I think it was you, I believe it was you who pointed out kind of the Justin Fields body language isn't the greatest on yeah. the sidelines. <laughs> if if things go sour early, that's a thing to factor in. The play calling, who knows? I mean, Laser's been good, but it's only a ticking time bomb before Matt Nagy thinks he's Kobe out there and just calls a shot. Um, it, yeah, you get the Cleo Mack news. He's out now. Eddie Jackson's questionable. You've got some bank, Hicks's out on the defensive line. You've got some yeah. question marks there. You've got a Ravens team that I, I have to hope is going to realize that the game plan they threw out there against the Dolphins was terrible. I don't know if I've seen more screens in my life, like bubble screens out to a wide receiver in my life. Um, I think Lamar takes that to heart, too. It's hard to bet against Lamar when you come off in a, a, an embarrassing game like that, sort of the point yeah. we're going to get to Tom here in a little bit. Um, so I'm with you. I, I think just history and just knowing what these two franchises are, this is those don't overthink it games. One team... Yep has a terrible offense that is wildly inconsistent. I mean, they're only averaging 16 and a half, 16.7 points per game in the year 2021. So, you know, <laughs> things aren't great in Chicago. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think you got to take the team that you know a little bit better, even though they have had showed some inconsistencies. Right. All right, let's talk about the long-lost Manning brother in Saints uniform in Trevor Simeon. Have you seen this? Everybody's thinking he's a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and Hurts in the Eagles, who we said, when he is on, electric factory. One of the more fun quarterbacks, I think, to watch when he's on. When he's off, it's honestly comical. So either way, you're in for a bit of a treat. Um, not if you're a, somebody holding a Eagles ticket. I have to imagine it is the... Sh- most stressful thing to go through, which I have held at certain points. Um, but the Eagles, they're rolling a little bit. Saints playing good defense and, you know, shrugging along, I guess is what you could say. Um, how are we feeling in this game? Line right now I'm seeing at FanDuel is two and a half. Eagles are favored yeah. over under 42 and a half. This is hard, man. I'm with you just because, 
I think the Eagles, you know, they're much, you know, their offense is much better. I just don't really trust Trevor Simeon. It's, it's hard to, um, I know they, they're, they work in Taysom Hill. I'm kind of surprised Taysom Hill actually doesn't play more, um, especially just with what happened last year. I, yeah. Kind of and surprising. the contract they gave him, I'm right. shocked. <laughs> like what's going on here? Um, I, I'm going to pick the Eagles just betting on the Hertz factor. Um, but I, I don't like this game really at all just because it, it's so hard. Because, you know, that Saints defense is for real. Um, yep. And Hurts can struggle against good defenses. Um, but I, I take the Eagles here, but I, I don't I don't love it. I'm with you. It, it, it's one of those things where they're, they're starting to roll enough for me to go, yeah, it's hard for me to pick against them. They played well against Denver, played decent against the Chargers. Obviously, we saw what happened in Detroit. That was a bloodbath. Um, so, you know, they've put together some some good games offensively. You look at the Saints, it is defense leads the show, and then they try to manage it and simplify it from there. But I'm with you. I just The problem is is their margin of error is so thin because if they have yeah. to play from behind early, it just throws the whole thing off. <laughs> um, and there is yeah. that... There is, there's more upside with the Eagles, I think, in a game like this than there is with the Saints, unfortunately. They they, they rely on it being mucked up too much, um, which is not beneficial for this one. So I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Texans-Titans. <laughs> Ten is the line. The Texans are one of the most brutal teams to watch and be a fan of. I am so sorry for you Texans fans. I hope your life is wonderful in all other areas because... Sundays are brutal right now. Very brutal. Uh, from what I've heard about Houston, you can get a palace for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you know, <laughs> their lives are probably hopefully awesome. I think everyone has pools as well. So I think they're living pretty good down there in Houston. But yeah, I'm with you. That team, woo, they're bad. And the Titans, I mean, eight and two, they're rolling. Have you looked at their remaining schedule? It's a joke. Other than they have a game against New England. This team's going to win probably 13 games minimum. Uh, they have one tough one against New England, and I mean, that's it. Yep. Uh, so they're looking good right now. Um, I, I Just because of how awful the Texans are, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll take the Titans to cover 10. I will, too. I, I, I don't know in what world you can rely on Mr. Punt Happy down there, David Culley, and trying to cover a 10-point spread. I mean, that man will punt if he's on the oh, opposing 20. To Loves to punt. <laughs> He'll try to pin him back in the red zone. Like, I don't know. This man's insane. Um, Can't pronounce analytics right. He just, like, he thinks it's cool to be dumb. I I, I don't know what's going on down there. Um, He seems like a guy who's, you know, put in his time, and this is his, his time to shine, but he's really just... I mean, he's fucking around looking to get fired. Um, But I'm with you. Yeah, the Titans, they're opposite of the Bills, who had, like, the easiest schedule to date, and they're about to go through a hard part. The Titans, they went through the ringer. They won a lot of games that I think preseason, we were like, this team has no business winning. And now they're kind of on easy street, which is, we talked about it, if you trust them or not in the playoffs, and that's a question we still have to have answered, but this is a playoff football team, and they're going to win a lot of games. So if you have their over on their total wins, I am sure you are cashing tickets this year. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Green Bay Packers Vikings. This game is fascinating to me. The matchup here is fascinating. How do you feel? I I think most people's impressions of the Packers is slightly off, and I think pretty much everybody knows where the Vikings are. I think most people aren't recognizing the fact that the Packers defense 
sneakily playing pretty damn good, and the offense is sneakily yeah. playing not that great. Like, they're good, don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's not the high-flying teams of past. It's sort of flip-flopped almost. How are we feeling going into this game? Um, yeah, you kind of said it. The Packers, their offense is it's a little different. It's not, you know, Rodgers, like, you know, just torching defenses. I mean, he has his moments when he does, mm-hmm. but it's just not that consistency that we used to always see. Um, but their defense, I mean, is awesome. Um, I mean, I know Wilson, you know, Wilson came back a little rusty, but I mean, they made him a little, like, they gave him hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were every wide receiver on their team, you know, hell. Um, and the Vikings, we know they have the potential, but then we know they can also just poop their own pants. Um, so for, are you getting a spread of one and a half? Yep. For this to essentially be kind of like a pick them. I, I got to go with the Packers here who have just, you know, shown the consistency of at least winning, whereas the Vikings have kind of shown the consistency of disappointing. So, I mean, you're giving me one and a half. I, I, I got to go with the Packers. Now, I, I am aware if the Vikings come in and they're on, they're going to win the game. Yep. Um, but just I have to just, you know, bet on the more likely factor of the Packers winning and just being able to cover, you know, two, you know being able to win by two. Yeah, it's a fascinating game from that as well. I mean, the home field advantage in the NFL, it's a little tough to gauge home field advantage. It's more gauging like how much travel has the la- the team that's traveling had recently. Um, for mm-hmm. example, like Atlanta, even though that was a home game, both teams were traveling to get to that game. They had to travel back. Patriots were traveling down. Um, the Vikings have somewhat of a home field advantage, which is always interesting. Um which I think is what's helping push this down closer to a pick To your point, if they are on, they are winning this game. But there is that question week to week, what the hell is that offense going to look like? Because if you just have Kirk Cousins sit back and shotgun and try to kind of air it out against this Packers defense, I don't know if that's a winning formula. I would say probably not. You have to have a healthy dose of a healthy run game and efficiency there to win this game and let then Kirk Cousins kind of pick his spots. You know, Thielen's losing a little bit of a step, but he still understands, you know, how to get open in the NFL. Jefferson's obviously a freak. Um, But I think it all starts with, can you run on this Packers defense and set up your offense that way? Um, Because the Packers have shown that they can be got in the run game. But if you're going to try to sit back, I mean, they're letting up 4.6 yards an attempt, relatively high. It's, I think, fifth highest right now. Yeah, fifth highest in the league. Um, but their pass defense is pretty solid. So I think that's the key. And we both have watched the, pa- or the pa- Eagles, the Vikings together. We've watched them separately. And every time I feel like we're screaming at our television to feed Cook or whoever's in the game in the running game the ball. And they just don't. <laughs> Weird. Yep. So I'm with you. I, it is one of those things. It's a risky play because if, like we said, Vikings are on, they're winning this football game. But if yeah. they're messing with some shenanigans and treating Kirk Cousins like he's an MVP of the league, which he has played well, but like, yeah, you gotta you gotta build the offense right around him. Yeah. Another essential pickup: Bengals Raiders. Lines one and a half. Bengals are favored. It's out in Vegas. 15 and a half C over under. How do we feel about this game? Because this game, I don't know if I have a great read, if I'm being completely honest. It's interesting because it's like two teams that 
you know, we, you know, history tells us not to have any faith in. They've pretty much sucked for our entire lives. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but they're, they've shown, you know, signs of some serious signs of life this season. Um, you know, I've just, I've said this now like two weeks in a row, probably. So, I, you know, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but I think the Raiders, they're just going to continue to go downhill. I just think the wheels just have officially come off. Um, yep. I mean, they got smoked by the Chiefs. Um, and, you know, they lost to the Giants before that. So I just think the wheels have just they've come off. Uh, the train has left the tracks. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I think they got a much-needed week off. I think since he needed a week off. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, them coming back here off the bye week, I will take them pretty confidently. I am glad you said that because that was the one point that I was like, all right, I want to make sure I'm not the only one thinking this because I, I, I lean Bengals for the pure fact that they had two horrendous losses but then a bye week which to me is hugely important timing-wise. And then you have the Raiders, who are coming off two bad losses. Chiefs just blew them out of the building. And then the Giants, a team that has lost its most efficient deep threat in kind of the guy that, you know, we've talked about it pretty extensively. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that while he, you know, he might not have been the best player on the field, but he arguably might have been the most important outside of the quarterback for their offense because he allowed things to happen underneath. Because right now, the defense is just no. All we have to do is shut down Waller. And then, yeah, Renfro's going to run some nice routes and get open, but like he's not hurting us. That's like death by a bajillion paper cuts. You know how efficient you have to be for that that strategy to win football games? Um, The offensive line is starting to show some holes. The run game is becoming less efficient. And then you have the Bengals, who, I mean... Joe Burrow was starting to slip, but you get that bye week, you get to compose yourself again. You have an elite wide receiver in his rookie year on the outside that if you even if you diss him by giving him one-on-one coverage, man up, he is going to burn you every single time. <laughs> um, so I'm with you. I, I think the bye week is where, and it's funny too, because if this was a Marvin Lewis old Marvis Lewis team, I'd have concerns about that team heading out to Vegas. I'd like, did you guys fly in like the day of to make sure there was yeah. no night activities? But with That's this true. with this team, I feel much more confident that, you know, no shenanigans will be happening pregame and uh we'll be rolling in refreshed and ready. That's a good point. That's a good point. And yeah, the Raiders are a team that could use like another bye week. I know they just had their bye. They need another one. <laughs> They might need two or three more to try to get through to the end of the season. A lot yeah. has happened in Vegas, which, you know, some might not be that you surprised by. You move a team to Vegas, uh, you know, a roster of 53 people. I mean, yeah, yeah, things are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Cardinal Seahawks. Line is uh, one and a half, over under 47 and a half. I don't believe Kyler is officially playing or not playing. I don't think I've seen anything on that. I think he's still doubtful. I don't. I think he's questionable. Um, yeah. Hopkins is not playing. Uh, this is tough just because it's like the Cardinals are, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're obviously fine record wise, but they're, they're kind of crumbling in ways um, health wise. And, you know, they're coming off a loss um, and Seattle is really crumbling. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of them. Um, I said before, um, I, I got, I got shoot out from some, a couple people for this. What I said before that DK Metcalf is a little overrated, and I said, you know, a year ago that Terry McLaurin was better, and some friends of mine disagreed. Uh, not you, uh, but <laughs> no. a couple of mine did, and you know, just sitting here looking correct. That's fine. Um, correct. Who, who leads the league in most contested catches right now? 
Yeah, and who's throwing the ball? And, you know, DK's got Russell throwing the ball. But um, <laughs> not to say DK's not a good player, and, but just, you know, like, pump the brakes on him a little bit. Has another weapon across from him that helps take some pressure off at, at times. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. someone who, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, um, so they're, they're kind of crumbling a little bit. It sounds like Chris Carson's never going to be able to come back. Dead. Um, this season, at least, um, which is unfortunate. So it looks like it's going to be Alex Collins from here on out. I, I, it's tough for me. It's kind of a pick em, So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Kyler is a big factor, though. Um, and we just don't know how effective Kyler is going to be. When, when Kyler seems to be nicked up, he really – he's a different player. Yeah. Um, I hate this game, but I'll go Cardinals. But I, I don't like it at all. I'm with you. I hate the game from a betting standpoint, mostly because we don't know where Kyler's at. And you're right. When he's banged up, it's different. And that's mostly because he smartly is a little bit more cautious running the football. And that loss of that element to his game is extremely detrimental. And that's the thing. Like We are moving to an era where we are getting more athletic quarterbacks who can do some truly crazy things. And it's awesome for football as a whole. And it's phasing out some more of those pocket passers still plays from in the league. I talked about it with a buddy of mine on Tuesday in the show because there's the Mac Jones argument right now going around like how great is he going to be in a league that is clearly transitioning and I think that's there's still a place for those quarterbacks mm-hmm. but that's the downside to having a quarterback that relies a decent part on his ability to play the position giving the threat of run that you have to respect because when they start to get banged up they have to be more cautious about that. They can't really take off as much. Defenses know that. They can now drop back, and it just becomes all that much harder for an offense that's built around a dual-threat quarterback. Um, But that's not to say that I wouldn't, you know, Kyler's a freak and can be awesome at times. Same point to the Seattle Seahawks. Little overrated offense. You have a coach who week to week can't decide if he wants to let Russ cook or if he wants to just run the ball a thousand times. You have Chris Carson who's been eating up a roster spot on my fantasy team because I've been sitting here like he's got to come back at some point, and you're right. It's just at this point it's time to let that bird go free, um, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but they're even seeing back – or um, what's his face? Collins, he's got a groin injury. He's starting to get banged up. The defense is <sighs> – Nobody yeah. loves it. I, I don't think we either one of us can sit here and be like, yeah, this is a defense that I put a whole lot of faith into. So, yeah, I, 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 even with all the injuries, I, I think probably best to stay away from this game. But if you're going to bet it, take a flyer on the Cardinals, I guess, and hope that <laughs> Kyler gets announced that he's going to play. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's where I'm at. All right. The offensive showdown, or what should prove to be an offensive showdown, Cowboys versus Chiefs. Under was surprisingly low. I thought it'd be a little bit higher. I mean, it's at 56. Spreads at 2.5. Cowboys are underdogs. Chiefs are favored at Kansas City. How do we feel about this game? Because this this is this is a fun one, I think, for the weekend. I think this is, yeah, I think this game is awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, this should be high scoring, back and forth, a lot of fun. Um, Unfortunately, I think the Cowboys win this game. I, I take them. I think I'm going to go with them money line. I, I can't really pass up on this opportunity. I've said it before. It sucks to say but I, the Cowboys are good. They're a good team. Um, I just think they're a bit more complete than the Chiefs right now. Um, although the Chiefs, you know, they just did have a big game, and we did see Dallas, you know, have a dud two weeks ago. But I, I just I can't pass up on you know when it's, when you know it's going to be 
probably a back and forth game, high scoring. I'll to me this is more like a fifty fifty game. So I'll take my chances on Dallas winning. I don't hate it. Do you to that point before we continue on, do you think that get right game for the Chiefs continues to carry on? Do we do we think are we dubbing them back or are we still pump the brakes let's see what happens if they can put a week or two together of consistency um i mean i think we need to see it happen again um preferably a couple times um if you want my what i think will happen i i do think they're probably gonna at least be a playoff team this year i know for a while we were thinking this team might not even make the playoffs <laughs> i i think they are a playoff team now are they back to being like kansas city chiefs in the last three years no i don't think so yeah I, I I still think that's fair. Um, I think the defense, and we've sort of pointed out, I think we were one of the first shows. I know there's a couple other that I listened to that sort of were hanging at this, but I think we were out there pretty early. Now, this defense is a little bit better than what people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. They're firming up. They're playing a little bit better. But so are the Cowboys, which is a weird sentiment to say. Also, Micah Parsons, I mean, talk about hitting on a draft pick early right now at least. I think he's graded out as the third highest um, pressure guy right now by PFF. Um, really doing a good job there. Dan Quinn's got that defense turned around way quicker than I thought ahead of schedule, but it at some point, I'm just waiting for Mike McCarthy to tie his shoelaces together and trip <laughs> all over himself because it's coming at some point, but I don't think this is the spot. I think it's going to be Tony Rumbo fumble the snap type of situation. Um, yeah, late, way more, way more important. Yes, spotlights yeah. on there, and McCarthy is going to absolutely butcher this. But Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. The man did win a Super Bowl, so what do we know? Somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helps having one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time doing that for yeah. you, but you know. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I I like the Cowboys as the underdog here. I think I'll just, under three, I'm just going to play money line on the play. For a pick, I, I'd go two and a half plus, but I think I'm sprinkling money line with the Cowboys. Yeah. And I'm interested in the over. How do we feel about that over? 56. <laughs> I think it'll probably hit. I agree. Um, yeah, I think it'll probably. The hit. other problem too is if you get into a shootout, the way the Chiefs have been playing, it's just like at some point they're going to turn over the ball against this defense exactly. too. That, like you said, it, it's just yeah, it's better. All right, moving on. Steelers Chargers. I am shocked by this line, and I'm shocked by it because Big Ben ain't playing. Last I saw, unless that's changed, and it's at five and a half. I know the Chargers have faltered, but you're telling me you're giving a Steelers defense who can get got through the air. And an offense that if they have to try to do anything outside of run the ball is pull your eyeballs out bad against the Chargers. I'm surprised the line isn't a touchdown, to be honest. (laughs) How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised as well. I I went on a bit of a Steelers suck rant last last (laughs) podcast, and and they went out and tied the Lions. So, you know, I stand by that. They suck. Um, the Steelers suck. I mean, so yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers. Yeah. Um, you're, you're in agreement with me. Like, you really don't want this team to ruin our wild card weekend, right? Like, we don't want them in a game. No, <laughs> like, God, no. They're no, so bad. <laughs> like, please. So, like, they need to lose. They need to lose games. Um, and yeah, I feel pretty comfortable. I know the Chargers, you, you nailed it. That Chargers Vikings game was drunk last week. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just like knowing what was going on there. Um, but yeah. I got to trust the Chargers that, you know, they're, they're not that chaotic to where they're going to F this up against the Steelers. The Steelers suck. Uh, 
dude, I, I, if they mess this up, I, there needs to be a microscope on the Chargers coaching staff because the Steelers are laugh out loud bad right now. Um, you were spot on with that. Um, it, it, the the thing that gives me some nervousness is Joe uh, Lombardi, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, is out here calling an offense as if he has Drew Brees at the end of his prime as quarterback. I mean, last I checked, Justin Herbert has one of the lowest intended air yards per pass attempt in the league with an offense that is built to extend the field through the air. You have two guys who last I checked, Keenan Allen isn't exactly known for uh, three-yard routes and then a ton of yards after the catch. It's big explosive plays through the air. Mike Williams is the same way. I mean, Austin Eckler's the only guy that you're like, yeah, he's built to kind of get yards after the catch. But they keep running shit short of the, the sticks. They have to. It's this team against this Steelers team who is out with should be without Mecca Fitzpatrick. Watt is questionable, I think, at this point in time. The secondary's garbage. If they don't push the ball down the field, there needs to be some real light shined on what is going on with the Chargers coaching staff because there is no reason that the Chargers shouldn't cover this. I know the Chargers defense can't stop a nosebleed when it comes to the rush so you got to load that box which they probably won't they'll probably keep it a light box they'll play their five corners so the way you have to attack this is you have to get up on the Steelers early and force the Steelers to throw the ball and then you will shred them (laughs) yeah you'll kill them yeah so we'll see we'll see what the coaching staff does but I'm with you the Steelers are terrible and I do not want them in the playoffs it will ruin my life I'm with you on that. <laughs> All right. Such a waste of a game that would be. Oh my God. Such a waste. Such a waste <laughs> of precious football time would be wasted yes. on that. Yes. All right. Last game. My Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Yucks have returned back for a week against the Giants. Lines at 10.5. Over under is 49.5. I am being harsh on the Bucks. There's a part of me that recognizes, though. The offense is not fully equipped right now, but we still should be playing way better. We still have tons of talent. We cannot use the excuse that A.B., Tom Brady's security blanket, and Gronk are out for not performing when we have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, a slew of running backs. One of the best, honestly, best offense line potentially in the league. I know PFF just tweeted out the offensive line, first in lowest sack percentage, first in lowest pressure percentage, first in most games without allowing sacked. Tied for first and fewest total sacks allowed. And we're out here looking like a bunch of bums. Um, That defense, I know we're banged up. I know the secondary is about to make a call to Rondé Barber and still see if he can still play at this point in time. But we still cannot be allowing 10.5-minute drives going on or the showing that we've had. Um, It's bad. But Tom Brady... You have to go back to 2002 until the last time he won- lost three games in a row. They have lost two. Since 2002, anytime he has lost two games in a row, it's happened nine times. He has come back and won by double digits, so that is helpful. But I am struggling to have any confidence in saying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can cover a 10.5-point spread at this point in time. It's just ludicrous, which is a sad sight to see. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's, it's a big spread. And, um, yeah, I mean, even though he doesn't have his weapons, like you said, I mean, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still the top three wide receiver duos yeah. in the NFL. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and you know, Bruce Arians like just saying well, we're the stupidest teams in the NFL. He called everyone stupid on the team. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think you guys will win this game. But I don't know if you're going to cover ten and a half, especially against a Giants team that Tom just historically struggles against for whatever reason. Um, yep. He sees that jersey, it kind of struggles. Um, I think you'll win, but yeah, I don't know about covering. And then no. The thing about the Bucks, I don't think you should be too worried though. They kind of did this last year. Um, yeah. Mid season, just like what the hell is going on? Um, and I, I think they'll be fine. But um, there's definitely some flaws right now in that team that that weren't really uh, there like a month ago. I say. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, the health thing on defense is becoming a problem. Via Ve yeah. is now banged up. Thankfully, not that serious. He'll be back because when he got carted off, I was like, oh god, just yeah. What's happening now? Um, so my panic level is not. I am slightly worried because to your point, like, yes, when we get A.B. back and Gronk, you know, the offense should be rolling. But we shouldn't really be taking – we shouldn't be hitting speed bumps right now just because we lost those two. That's kind of insane, um, especially when we have good protection up front, especially when we have a Hall of Famer and Mike Evans and a guy who is one of the better wide receivers in Chris Godwin – in the league right now. I mean, most teams would kill to have him and some tight end talent still there. I mean, running back room still there. Like it, that doesn't, it makes me slightly worried, but to your point, we did see this. We came off the bye late last year. We started rolling, but there are some holes in the defense. Uh, it's weird. I don't know. It's got a weird feel to it this year that I don't love, but I'm not the panic button is by no means out. Um, we do also just have fun distraction now because apparently AB's out here just throwing them out on McLovin cards saying he's vaccinated, which was a nice little story um, this week. And I'm with you. Ten points with Danny Dimes on the road, who is a much better quarterback on the road. I don't know how to explain that, but you look at it against the spread record, he's much better. Ten and a half is just too much points to be taking the Bucks at this yeah, point. too much. And yeah, the AB thing. <laughs> Not even surprising. Not that's a maniac. <laughs> I, I'm honestly surprised it took this long in the season not to have some sort of AB story. To be honest, like we got to week oh, 11. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the rest of, all that I like, I saw it. And I didn't even like, like, didn't even react to it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like an Antonio Brown thing. <laughs> it checks out. Checks out. Um, good news yeah. too for Bucks fans is we might be getting Grock back. He's had two back-to-back days of practice. Antonio Brown's still a wobbly maybe i'd rather just hold him out at this point in time yeah why push it um it's not exactly like we're being threatened too much here we're still well within playoff contention so yeah i'm with you not going to cover the 10 and a half i don't think but should win the game yeah all righty that's all i have anything else before we wrap this up i've got nothing enjoy football you have it college football only two more weeks until we get to uh conference championship and then bowl season in the nfl we're chugging along. The darkness has come. I mean, it's now dark early. The darkness has come. Yeah, I mean, December is 11 days away, 10 I, days away. Dude, it's the crazy. new year is going to be on it like that. You're going to blink and it's here. It's insane how fast the end of the year moves. Unreal. <laughs> yeah. God bless it. All righty. That'll do it for us. And as always, peace.